Welcome to Scale with Virtual Assistants, where we explore how to get support from virtual assistants so that you can grow your business and have a life. Welcome, everyone. So today I'm joined by Gary Robinson. He helps business owners uh, with their social media, um, coaches, consultants, online course creators. Welcome, Gary. Do you want to share with everyone a little bit more about your business? Hi, Carmen. Yes, thanks for having me on. Um, we basically uh, create marketing collaterals for coaches and course creators. So that can include social media <clears throat> assets, uh, could be called books, but mostly these days it's websites that help them sell their coaching program. Fantastic. Um, and so, uh, Gary, when was your business when you decided to get your virtual assistant there? Well, I like to I like to think of my business as a practice in the sense that I'm I own the business, but I'm also the business's main asset. So I I work I planned to spend a lot of time working in my business, um, and I like I like a ratio of about fifty fifty. So fifty percent doing the work, writing copy, and being this creative director. Fifty uh, percent, you know, doing the rest. Well, I was finding, you know, we're getting busy, we're growing. So my time had crept up to 60, 70%. Um, and what was what I was not doing instead of that was um, doing my own marketing. It's like mm-hmm. the cobbler's children, right? You, uh, <laughs> you, you, you do all the marketing for your clients, but not so much for yourself. So I, um, my business was just in need of somebody to help me with some of the day-to-day marketing and filling my pipeline up. So I, had, so I was getting into good conversations with new prospects. Yeah, fantastic. And so, Gary, do you want to share with uh, everyone the sort of things Bev does for you to, you know, get those prospects in your funnel? Yeah. So, um, so my thing is, she's um, she didn't come to me as like a LinkedIn expert, but she she that that her her role really is to look after all things LinkedIn for for my personal presence, um, and that also includes my company presence on LinkedIn. So basically, basically she owns. The whole <laughs> profile. Um, so she d- she does the outreach. She does messaging on my behalf, and she basically brings floats conversations up to the top, so that I'm only in conversations with the with the people who I really need to be speaking to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. And if anyone is listening and they uh, provide a complex service to. Um, another business you should be on LinkedIn and if you're not you're leaving money on the table that's that's what I think so um and Gary we were discussing before so you uh, are working with Bev half-time so um so sometimes people think the only option when getting virtual assistance is a full-time but we also offer the half-time option where they work with you for half the day either in the morning or the afternoon do you want to share with me your thinking around getting a half-time virtual assistant and 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 why that was the right choice for you yeah so um i, I realized that i was <clears throat> to do to do what i wanted to do on linkedin effectively it would take me about two two and a half hours a day myself on linkedin that i could be doing other things um, and i realized a lot of it was quite repetitive in terms of starting conversations and maintaining like withdrawing world connection requests. There's a lot of repetitive stuff, but there was also a lot of creative conversations that happened on there. And I thought, well, I'd probably be spending half my, half an hour of my time with the useful yeah. LinkedIn stuff that only I could do. And then two hours of it was really anybody could be doing it in terms of that. So I thought, well, what if I could just find somebody who could just do the two hours of that initially, and then we could 
go from there. And that's why I thought it'd be wonderful if I could just have a, a half-time beer who could do that two hours. And I wasn't uh, I wasn't expecting that it would take them two hours. I was like, you know, if it takes me two hours, it might take them four hours. So that's where I got the idea of half-time. Yes, fantastic. And I think people really underestimate how long LinkedIn takes if you really want to go for gold on it. It, it does take multiple hours. Um, and Gary, although I, for my own internal team, I only hire full-time now because I don't want to share, um, but my first ever virtual assistant was a part-time virtual assistant and did a similar role to what Rosie's doing, like supporting me with my LinkedIn marketing. So um, for some business owners, that, that's the best option. Yeah, look, I, and I'm not doing everything, well, well, Bev is not doing everything I want to be doing on LinkedIn. It's it was it was almost like let's start with the conversation starting and the outreach. Um, and I see like the way we market on LinkedIn, there's two sides to it. There's the content creation and publication, and then there's just the general outreach and networking side of it. So originally, um, we were thinking let's do the content creation. Um, but actually, what happens, and we'll probably get into this later. When when I found Beverly, is that she was way better at starting conversations and that side of things. But I think what what will probably happen is when we get to the point where we're going to do the content creation, Bev can grow into that role or we can hire another part-time role and then we've got a little bit of redundancy so that we can they can both do each other's role and yeah. share some time off and things like that. So yeah. that was my my sort of plan for the, the half time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the two half times are like you said, there's a bit of redundancy and also a bit of variation in skill set as well, which can be really, really handy. And so Gary, having Bev support you with with your LinkedIn and supporting you half time in your business, what impact has that had? Um, the obvious impact is that I've got two hours a day to myself, to th- that I can then invest back into either do working in my business or working on it. Um, so that's the first one, two hours back. But the surprise side effect of it was that actually Bev is a little bit better at doing the <laughs> outreach than I was myself. So. I'm just like, she's, like, I've, I've sort of empowered her, if you like, or given her permission to take initiative to do things that I, I perhaps wouldn't do myself. Um, so that we're starting to find there's some more leverage coming. So it's more than just the two hours I was spending. I'm getting that back, but I'm also getting some new, um, some additional side benefits, let's say, um, things that I wasn't doing myself. It's really interesting. Do you have an example of the sort of, like something where Bev's, taking a bit of initiative and it's yeah that's so um i'd probably have to describe a little bit how i use the outreach on linkedin so if you, if you imagine like a, a series of um steps in a conversation um so we have about nine steps where i want a conversation to lead to just qualifying people see if seeing if it's worth having a like a face-to-face chat um so those there's some conversation points that we have to get to and i think of it as like the chain but then there's links in between the chain. Mm. If you have a conversation point like, hey, how are you doing? Um, before, you, before you take them to the next part of the conversation, which might be tell me about your business, the little link in between is the what's going on today in your world or is there something in current affairs that happened? And it's the little link between the, the conversation points that Bev started being really good at. And initially, I started just giving us some you know, a little list of things that we say here in Australia, like good day or good on you, like little things that she really wouldn't know. But she's really, she's grown that list to herself and she, she's she been looking at other things that I've been seeing in the conversations I've been having with people, just taking, building like a little cheat sheet for herself 
So she can now fill in the gaps or the links with the conversations. So she's been able she's been able to have way more conversations and, you know, act as me and say the things I would say. Um probably better than I would. She's she's, she's a lot more tactful than I am. Let's <laughs> Well, that's really amazing. Well, that's um, that's really cool. I remember um, in the early days uh, w- when we, my business partner and I started having the team in our LinkedIn, it felt like a bit like an out-of-body experience. And um, I remember Maureen, my business partner, she said to me, I can't work out if I sent this message or, or the team have. And then she worked out the secret. They used a slightly different smiley face to what Maureen used. And she's like, I can work out now if I've said to them not because they use a different smiley face. Um, but, yeah, it can get a little bit like, um, yeah, like we described it as an out-of-body experience. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It gets a bit weird when somebody reaches out, reaches back out and said, oh, remember that conversation we were having? And I'm like, no idea about that conversation <laughs> we were having, but I definitely had it because the evidence is there of me having this, that conversation. <laughs> and I had to go back through it and go, wow. That was actually a pretty cool thing I said that but <laughs> <laughs> and and so how do you communicate with them um it's it's evolved over time and initially um we we would meet on a video chat every day and um Bev uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to um bring Bev in and make her feel like she knew what we're trying to get done at my agency we've got we've got more values and we got we only work with certain clients and um you know, so I had to I had to teach her that hey, if you know, if you're speaking to a coach um, with that who's doing you know a six figure income and they want marketing assets, um, then these are the people that you know you really have to you know focus on more, give more value to, and then um, so after about two or three weeks, she she started to understand, and I was like, you know what we're trying to achieve with this outreach campaign, so she knew what she was doing, and then as she started taking on more of the responsibilities, we just chopped it down to twice a day, once at the beginning of a shift and once at the end of a shift, little five-minute check-in, and then that is now down to five minutes at the end of the shift. And we were still experimenting whether or not it's beginning or end, um, but really we know we only needed to speak to each other five minutes a day at the minute. And then this is how long we've been working together, six months or something. Um, I feel it could be less. I feel it really could be less. Uh, but I don't want it to be. You know, I feel like... Um, it keeps me accountable, um, and it also keeps her honest as well. So, uh, and there's things going on with each other. And sometimes those days are not not about work. It's just what are you doing this weekend, or what did you do for the weekend? It's it's a bit social, but it's. And it's sometimes those chats where you're like, "Do we really need to meet?" That can actually be really helpful because you can either build rapport with with your team member, or just something random pops up that you didn't anticipate, or you both have one one of you has an idea, or something like that. But what I love about what you've just said is that it's evolved over time and you, you both have been adapting that together. Yeah. It's, and, it's, you know, we have a bit of fun as well because we're both humans and we both make mistakes. So we can we can see some of the conversations that I've had with people where I've totally put my foot in my mouth <laughs> and said the wrong thing. Well, not me really, but, you know, I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have said that to that person. But what can you do? You know, you have to laugh about it and then yeah. I, can make, I can always go in and make it better. So... Um, yeah, we do have a few moments. Well, I think you've got to expect that because um, yeah. it, it, it's probably people are thinking, well, I could just get AI to, to act as my LinkedIn yeah. person. But I think LinkedIn being a relational platform and I would have pra- practice, not a business, which means 
I have relationships with my clients, not transactions with my customers. So I think people can tell when they're not speaking to a human. Yeah, yeah. And um, I I agree. And in terms of, so you guys have the the face-to-face catch-ups and obviously the frequency has changed. Do you also like message each other during the day or have a platform for that? Um, well, we have the, um, Bev does an end-of-day report, which I think that's probably that you've, you've, you've put in as part of global team. So yes, everything gets logged down. She, she writes down what she's done for the day in the end of day report. So that's really useful for, for me because in that, that has a list of, hey Gary, there are these four or five conversations that are ongoing. I cannot take them any further. Yeah. So I have to then go in and just get on them. So every lunchtime I get that end of day report. Um, and then that's, that. before I take my lunch break, that happens. In between time, we're not running an emergency service, so there's nothing urgent ever comes up. Yeah. Uh, but if there is, we use um, I use Google Workspace a lot, so we collaborate on documents on Google Workspace and use the chat and email. Um, yeah. So not one not one specific um, thing. I mean, we don't we don't use Slack or anything fancy like that. It's literally a few Google Docs and a chat and the odd email. Yeah. But for me, that end of day report keeps me. You know, I, I know what's going on in my business. Yeah, but it sounds like you're also batching it as well by doing that. So instead of having 20 messages back and forth, it's just like, here you go, he, he's he's the, re- you know, end of day. Yeah. So all things you need to focus on instead of seeing them, you know, four times that morning. Yeah, because I, I don't want to I don't want to be interrupted during the day with, hey, there's a conversation that needs your attention. I was like, well, okay, there is, I can wait until the end of, I can wait until lunchtime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it helps, I, helps my, but, you know, that's how I work. Um, we could we that we totally have the flexibility to be able to be on the hand. If it was um, in the early days, it wasn't. There was there was a lot more back and forward, and occasionally it might be okay. I need to jump on a call now and explain this point to you. But even then, very quickly, I just started making short videos. Yeah, fantastic. Your videos are a great way to um, share share a message, or you, especially if you're sharing your screen and, and you both can't be on the call at the same time because, um, like we said, the Bev works half time, so you might, you know, get some inspiration in that afternoon and record that video then, so she can see it next morning. Yeah, or she might say, "Oh, I've forgotten how to do this, or how do I do this on LinkedIn?" I was like, "Okay, you know what? I'll just wait, and uh, this afternoon I'll create a video with a screen share and show point and click, and that's what you do." That then becomes the standard operating procedure for how we do that. And, yes. um, yeah, because because Bev owns that process, she she sort of takes ownership of it, makes makes it her own, and she adds her own level the way she does it. So I don't. It's not like a. She's not ticking boxes. She she knows what she has to get done. How she does it is really up to her. Yeah, and Gary, what have you learned about yourself during the process of working with Bev? Oh, that is a good question. I, I've i learned about myself. Well, I've learned that I'm a very big picture thinker. Probably like most business owners, you, you, you're thinking about the vision of what you're trying to get done, not necessarily what to do or even how to do it. So I think we all need to know those bits. So I think about it like I'm a 30,000 foot view. <laughs> and then there's the 10,000, like the strategic tactical people at the 10,000 foot. And then there's the... Yeah. The doers, the bricklayers at the bottom who are actually building. So, um, I'm I've learned that I'm very much big picture, but that we all have elements of all three. So, um, 
you know, I realized very quickly that Beverly is very much a, like probably most of the virtual assistants that you'll get sending the business owners a, a bottom level, they'll do pay attention, very detail oriented. Um, so yeah, focus on the details. But um, it's very difficult for Ben to be able to focus on the details if she doesn't know what is in my head and what the vision is. So I think um, that, that made me realize that I'm a big picture person. I really need someone who to work with me who is a detailed person. Yeah. And I dare say we probably need a you know a, strat- a strategic one eventually at some point. I'm thinking like a business manager would fit nicely in the middle between the two. Um, but it's realizing that there are people who don't think the same as me. Yeah, and it, it cannot it cannot work that way. If there was two big thinkers in the business, you know, that be at odds or nothing, nothing would get done. <laughs> you know, uh, and I completely agree. Sometimes I get um, business owners saying, "I want someone who shows lots of initiative and is super creative and blah blah blah," and I'm like, "So you want another one of yourself?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who's going to do all the work? Exactly. Exactly. It's like. You know, I know that I need someone who's consistent who will do like send those connection requests every single day because I'm really bad at doing the same thing every single day. Like I'm off with the fairies. So sure. you know, it's um you need someone who um, is complementary to your skills. Um, you know what's 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 really good for this is um like post not personality profiling but tools like Wealth Dynamics. Yes, you know, so you can you can do a Wealth Dynamics profile and how I could. 95% of everybody listening to this is probably going to be uh, like a D type person, dominant director type personality who's big thinker, who likes to be in control to some degree. And we know that the next person we hire has necessarily has to be a detail oriented person who just wants to tick boxes and gets things done. Um, but there's also not everybody's identity. We all have our own yes. different aspects, introvert and extrovert. So I think um, that's one thing. Um, I probably didn't do it at the time, but I think if I was going to hire a VA now, I would probably go, let's do a wealth dynamics profile just to make sure that your 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 personality complements mine. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's often, um, you know, you, some people choose to do personality testing on top of it, but that's why we uh, introduce business owners to two to three candidates instead of just one because it's about that chemistry, that, that fit. I think so, yeah. I mean, you, you could totally do it without wealth dynamics or anything like that and we, because you're a human you know you, you know what you want and I think um you pointed out to me like wait you're going to meet two or three um potential VAs and there's going to be one that just stands out head and shoulders above the other ones for you even though they're all equally qualified they could all do the job probably equally as well um <clears throat> but I think it is when you're working with somebody like day-to-day you want to know that they can complement you for sure yeah and, and- and so, Gary, you've had a lot of success working with Bev. Um, and so, what do you think your secret to success is working with a virtual assistant? Um, I think it was probably investing the time in the beginning. So, I, I wasn't involved heavily in the recruitment po- process. I mean, you guys did a smashing job of that, other than doing the the, mm-hmm. the interview just to check that. Because I, I was pretty confident they could, everyone who you sent could do the job. It then came down to like, how are you going to do it and how are we going to work together? Is it going to be fun yeah. <laughs> to do it? Um, so I invested a lot of time at the beginning explaining to Bev, you know, here's what my age, here's what I stand for. Here's what my agency stands for. 
here's the type of people we we serve um really buying into that that mission and then i shared some targets around it and say well what if we can connect with you know 100 new people um a month that would be a really good goal so we're going to be we run events and i was like be great if we get 100 people signed up for this event so uh, you know well we're sort of having these little targets um so yeah it's like I think the secret of success is letting her in on what I'm trying to get done rather than just giving her a checklist of boxes to tick every day. Yeah. So although her role is detail-orientated, um, it's about sharing some of the vision, maybe not at 30,000 feet, maybe at the 10,000 feet mark, but sharing some of the vision. Yes. And there, there, there are times when she she takes what I call executive decisions during the day because, it, because we don't want this done and what we do in the day, she has to... She has to feel like she's empowered enough to take some executive decisions, and she's made them, and um, she she makes them knowing that what we're trying to get done. So she would not be able to make those decisions if she didn't know what we were trying to achieve. Yeah. So what's an example of a decision that she, like one of the executive decisions that she might make? Yeah. So she um, one day, she had a list of um, people she was going to outreach to. So here's her. Send an outreach message to all of the people on this list. We created it using LinkedIn Sales Navigator. One day, the list was empty. You know, she ran the search. No, nobody left on the list. So, okay, well, Beth knew that we work for coaches. We knew we knew the coaches we work for are already doing probably six figures a year, and they want help with their marketing. So she made a list of the coaches that she knew we were going to be targeting, and then she could just continue. So it's a little thing like that, you know. It's um, I think that, yeah. If I just give another list and it had run out, yeah, she yeah, and and that's huge and. And what I, I really um, express to my team, I value it when they do things like that. Even if when you do meet with them, you would have done it slightly different, still like 80% of what you would have done is still amazing. So. Yeah, because I, otherwise nothing would have got done. And then when I, I, as it turned out, I looked at that list and I was like, hey, you know what, I would have forgotten to put on that criteria. So now we've got a slightly better list. And I think it's, uh, give, it's, it, it's giving, um, it's empowering people to take decisions and giving them permission to make mistakes because if you're a human, you're going to make a mistake. And um, yeah. I don't I don't want Bev to feel like if she makes a mistake, she's going to get punished. It's like just an opportunity to learn what yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. And like I said, why not, why not an emergency service? Um, yeah. wait, you know, no one's going to die if we make a mistake. So. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, we're not an emergency <laughs> service. Like we can, you know, chill down. We can now... Uh, make decisions we can make things make decisions that maybe we might not make again uh, and we can batch things like batch that communication which i think is really powerful yeah i think there's one of the things at the beginning was like what tasks can we start with that aren't mission critical you know what yes. what can you afford what would be really enhancing to your business but wouldn't ma- wouldn't really matter if it didn't get done that day um but those are the things that do make a difference over time they accumulate yeah, and so that high importance. Um, yeah. There are there are some things you know. Um, practice owners, like probably most of your clients, um, you're working in your business and on your business. There are some things that only you can do in your business. Yeah, and it's knowing the difference between what only you can do and what someone else can do, and letting go of the things that really you know you don't have to do that job. Yeah, yeah, well said. And so, Gary, uh, there might be some people listening who are thinking about getting a virtual assistant, what advice do you have for them? Well, I would say, why not just try it? 
Not that nothing's forever. I'm, I'm pretty sure you could uh, have a goal, come up with something, or have a look at it, look at look at how you spend your time, and think about how much of that you could get back if you didn't have to do the repetitive things, and start there. Start with the easy things that anybody could do, um, and try it. You could try for half time, or you could try full time. But I, I think what um, what I would do, what I did was go, if it takes me two hours to do a task or to do what it is, I would double it initially. And then that would be, you'd, you'd have a reasonable expectation what can get done. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Gary. You've been really insightful. And, uh, you know, when people have success with virtual assistants, it's often down to the strategies. You've put a lot of thought into it. You've um, been communicating really well. So well done with that. Um, and so, Gary, how can people learn a little bit more about you and your business? Where can they find you? Ironically, the best way is probably to reach out to me on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's really Gary Robinson. My agency is called Genius Digital Marketing. And you can send me a, a connection request. I always answer my connection requests. So any inbound connections, I, w- I take care of myself. And uh, there's still a lot of conversations that, that I um that I see, and I, I see actually every every single conversation on LinkedIn. So, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn, start a conversation, and I will probably continue with myself. <laughs> if I forget about it, my trusty virtual assistant will remind me that I've left it. Um, Gary, sometimes um, uh, people write to me on LinkedIn saying, "Hey, Carmen or Carmen's virtual assistant," and then they continue on because <laughs> um, they and they know about that. So, Gary, do you have any final words before uh, we finish? No, I would say like probably like everybody, I, I, all I can share is what I felt at the time is that, oh, is this going to work? Um, everybody seems to be having success, virtual assistants except me, you know, um, and you hear horror stories. But I think um, I, I would definitely give a thumbs up to an agency like Global Teams who hold, if you haven't, if you haven't hired a virtual assistant before, Holding, having your hand held through the process and the recruitment processes especially was super useful to me. And like we were talking just before we got on this about, you know, the things that global teams do for me that I don't even realize gets done in the background because you think about things like, what about the 13th month and what about holiday pay and do I have to pay payroll tax? All of that is taken care of. Um, so I think, yeah, you can maybe... Uh, Tell business owners a little bit more about what actually ha- ha- is involved and if you do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for that, Gary. Uh, so um, we have uh, what we call a love team, um, which are virtual assistants and their entire role is dedicated to supporting um, your, your virtual assistants, uh, all the clients' virtual assistants. And so I'm not sure in Bev's case, but some virtual assistants might freak out if the list of people on LinkedIn had run out and then they could chat to the team and there'd be people on my team. You'd be going, okay, cool. This is how you create a list in Sales Navigate. This is how you do it. Um, well, this is how you communicate with your clients if you're feeling overwhelmed or unsure of the priorities. And so there's a lot of stuff that happens in the background of which I'm not even aware of all of it, where the love team are in continuous conversation with the client virtual assistants, making sure that they feel really supported um, and they're feeling clear and they're feeling good in their role. So I think that's a really important part because everyone, like obviously we've got the focus on the clients where 
We have, you know, um, account manager in Australia. You get the account manager's phone number. You can call them up at any time. Um, but we've also got um, the support for your virtual assistant. So if your virtual assistant's happy, you're way more likely to have success with your virtual assistant from your end as well. Yeah, I, th I think of it as having, you know, I mentioned earlier about I'd like to have a business manager that sort of sits in between. I, I just see Global Teams plays that role for me the, the, the in terms of like in managing all my stuff, my massive workforce of one or two virtual <laughs> assistants. But it means like I don't have to hire another person to be an HR department. Yeah. So um, there's better leverage there, I think. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gary. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on.